Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Is 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 that an echo? I, I on my end or your end? <laughs> I was trying to do the 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 worst segue ever, and you and you you oh totally missed gosh. it. Oh my gosh, I I totally did miss it. That was I know, that I know. was actually really good, and I completely missed it. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, I'm good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. I'm doing all right. Uh, it is it is a little cold and dreary dreary and rainy here, but uh, I heard it's actually been raining in in California as well. Cold and dreary here as well, which is unusual. I um I I'm sure you've heard it a couple of times. I don't own a car and I ride my bike, and when it gets really bad, I occasionally resort to Ubers and Lyfts. But it's been um it's been raining and surging, and I've been going to work and getting on my bike and getting more wet than I did for in the past couple of months than I did for the first two years of living out here. Yeah. You know, all, all the people in, in like, you know, the middle of America that are so annoyed at you, you, you coastal elites looking down on their guns and cars are, are enjoying your misery, James. It's true. So I, you know, before we get into that, I'm, I'm breaking your beautiful segue. One of the funny things I've noticed out here is that, um, Lyft seems to be having a pretty, and I'm sure people are going to write in or whatever, but and this is just anecdotal. It seems to be easier to get Lyfts right now than it is to get Ubers. And I've been asking uh, Lyft drivers and Uber drivers about it. And apparently Lyft is doing some supply side special where they um, increase, uh, if you do a certain number of rides or a certain number of hours, they refund the entire um, the entire cut that they take of the driver's pay. And it from a supply side perspective, it really seems to be having an impact because normally I just open the Uber app and it's close and it's easy, but I've opened it a few times. It's like five minutes, seven minutes and I open Lyft and it's like two minutes and it happens enough times and you start to think, huh, I'll just open Lyft instead. That's really that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, it's hard to rely, rely on anecdote, mm. but uh, the way they structure it, I think, is smart because the the challenge, and I wrote about this a couple of years ago, but um, obviously any driver is going to, you know, they will start out anyway doing both Uber and Lyft. Mm. But if one is bigger, the interplay between drivers and riders will will basically result in in drivers spending most of their time on 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 the on the dominant network. And eventually it'll get to the point where it's not even worth like logging in and out of mm. like two phones and stuff like that. Uh, and what I what was interesting about what you just said, and I'm glad you talked to the drivers, is by Lyft making it a volume thing, mm. like you have to do a certain number of rides or a certain amount of time, that that's actually not just an incentive to use Lyft. It's an incentive to not take Uber rides because when you're doing an Uber ride, you can't be doing a Lyft ride by definition. And so that will make it harder to accomplish your yeah. – your, get, your, get your goal. So, no, it's smart. It's, it's interesting. I think uh, you know, I think the challenge for – obviously, it's one thing to be in the valley where there's mm. such penetration and such liquidity among riders in particular – uh, you know wh- whether that can scale out remains to be seen. Um, maybe Lyft will just end up being a you know in, a nice business in a few, a few, a few small towns. Um, but I, 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 it's really interesting to hear how they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, San Francisco, yeah. San Francisco is a small town. It is a small town, actually. I mean, it's interesting. It's a it's a from a from a levers you have to pull as the smaller player behind this behemoth. I mean, it's an expensive lever to pull, but it's also an effective one. Um, in terms, yeah, of no, least- the, the the volume thing is key. Yeah, it's really it's really smart. Mm. Uh, I, it's- I, I, 
Well, it's so fascinating. Like the, the, the yeah, how, how, like the incentives you can craft to do this sort of stuff. Right. Uh, it's it's one thing that I've been noticing with all this rain. I've been in the cars a lot more, and also like Uber surges a lot more more frequently. Lyft it, it seems to be lower again. I'm assuming because they have more of the supply on. Well, I, or, well, no, I'm not sure about that. I mean, if if the way we expect this market to play out is playing out and has played out, there are probably there's probably much more demand on the Uber side. Mm. Uh, you know, it's obviously impossible to know without having exposure to numbers. Mm. But if there are just that many more people that just default to Uber, yeah, uh, that's, you know, that's- and, and and Lyft is probably then making it worse for Uber by taking some drivers off of right. off of the grid. Uh, you know, it's interesting too. Is is this is competition, but you know, Lyft is distorting the market to 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 compete. Mm. Which again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, but they are creating deadweight loss that they are absorbing themselves in order to make Uber's market less liquid, and yeah. there's there's more liquid. I, uh, and this would be interesting to actually sketch this out and how where that deadweight weight loss is. Right. I read a very interesting post about this where there's um by this one guy in San Francisco. I can't remember where I saw it, but basically his argument is, I'm going to keep using Lyft because I want there to be two players because I want there to keep being competition because that's what's going to keep forcing prices down. And I think this is an interesting example of exactly that. Yeah, uh, who's 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 going to be paying for for those little prices? Well, I don't uh, know. That, and for how long? That's true. I Well, the, the venture capital bubble is never going to pop, is it? Well, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, let's, let's just avoid. Let's avoid bubble talk. Bubble talk for this week. Very good. Um, Echo. I. Uh, what? So, have you got one of these things? I think they're absolutely fascinating little devices from what I've read about them, but I don't have one. Do you? Do you I do. One? I do. I, I do have one. Yeah, I got. I got it when. Uh, or I ordered. I I ordered it when it came out, and it actually took like three or four months to actually get it. Um, but I do. Yes, I do have one. And what's your experience been like with it? Um. Pretty good. Uh, the uh, the oh, some of the things don't work because I'm not in the U.S. Like mm-hmm. I can't ask like what's the weather or stuff like that. Like it's it's very much tuned to the U.S. But you know, for doing things like um, you know setting a timer or you know you can play music, but the Amazon Music selection um, you know it isn't isn't fantastic. But w- one thing is for sure, like it it just it works very well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it 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 it's across that border where. Um, which I, I, Siri tends not to be, mm. uh, where you assume it's going to work, and you, which means, and it's, it's such a state of mind thing where you assume it's going to work, and when it doesn't, you forgive it mm. because it feels like an exception, and it's such a there's such a delicate balance between uh, where you you kind of assume it's not going to work, and when it doesn't work, it reinforces that perception. Um, it's such a hard thing to get right. All right, that's a that's a super cool way of putting it because I I feel like Apple. Uh, I haven't tried the Google services, and I know you've been bullish about the Google services at least in terms of doing the dictation. Oh, the Google Voice. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. Yeah, but the Apple one. I, I mean, I tried the Hey Siri thing, and uh, I feel I'm lucky if fifty percent of the time it actually wakes up, and then I start shouting it, and I'm not shouting it right now because I don't want half a half a dozen devices in my room to wake up while I'm doing the podcast. But I feel like it's it's hard just even getting it to activate. But it sounds like one of the things that they've they've done really well is figured out how to make not just the voice recognition good, but the voice recognition work in everyday environments. 
Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have any insight into the actual uh, tech behind it. What what I do have, I think, insight into, and I think is worth considering, is we shouldn't be surprised that, um, just as we shouldn't be surprised that Google does voice dictation better than Apple. And like I lived using voice dictation for for a few months with a mm. broken arm, and it, it's it's not even remotely a contest. Um, similarly, we shouldn't be surprised that Amazon is better because the the core the core thing about it it's not it's not about wanting to do a good job. I think this is something that people just kind of they're it's implicit in what they say. Like, of course, Apple wants their voice dictation to be good, and this is it's not about a desire. It's about it's about the 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 way your company is set up and the way you build products. Amazon is a cloud services company. They build and the whole thing with cloud services and the way you and what it takes to build them, it's a mindset of of kind of like constant iteration and 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 self-healing. This idea that it's about creating a good process. Mm. It's a process of voice recognition. And by definition that process is not a finished one and it will never be a finished one, but it's one that 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 fe- has a positive feedback loop so it continually gets better. And that is so fundamentally different than building like like building like a phone, right? You can't you can't build a phone at least from a hardware perspective and even from an operating system perspective, like an operating perspective, there ha- like it, there's step breaks, like there's point releases, mm-hmm. like there it has to be a self-contained package at some point, mm-hmm. and and that sounds trivial, but it impacts everything about your product development and how you think about building things. You're either building towards an endpoint, or you're building towards a process, and they're basically the exact opposite approach to to product development. It's it's interesting because um, given the experience with the Fire Phone, I think when this first came out, a number of people were extremely skeptical. But I think what's what's kind of been revealed over the last few months is more and more people have used it and had positive things to say about it than rather it being primarily like what you described about Apple, which is a fixed product shipped out into the market. This is actually just a little piece of hardware whose sole purpose is to access internet services and all the smarts are up in the cloud so they could ship the device and they've consistently iterated and iterated. Yes, that's exactly it. And for the record, um, and this, I will, I'm going to toot my own horn on this. I mean, I, usually I kind of implicitly toot my horn. Now I'm explicitly tooting my horn. Nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, when the Echo came out, I think I was the only person that said that was super positive about it. Mm. Um, and I think the reason was your because it came out literally like weeks after they they wrote off like the the Fire Phone. Mm. And I think uh, it was uh, Dustin Curtis had like this post, just basically like saying Amazon's out of control. Like they're yeah. I mean, I, 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 I I'm I'm overstating or or I'm summarizing but is basically this rip job on Amazon that got very widely spread and like what the fire phone was disaster and now you're throwing this out there like you need to focus and do what you do best and it would that yeah it, yes they were both physical products but the fundamental nature of them could not have been more different as you just articulated very well do you know why I wanted to talk to you about this because it's reminding me of uh, the numerous discussions we've had about the Apple watch and 
um, and numerous elements about this and comparing it to the Apple Watch. And I think it's instructive for a number of reasons. There maybe a couple of things I really want to touch on. One is just how they focused on one interface and nailing that interface and making it really good versus the watch where they've tried, they tried that, the, the touch screen, they tried the twist dial and they tried voice. The other thing is, and, and, Maybe we, maybe I should, uh, uh, maybe we'll get into this afterwards. Maybe this is the broader point. I wonder whether this isn't the, the, the emergence of that pivot point that uh, all the Apple bears have been pointing to, which is finally when the hardware devices start to matter less than the smarts that are contained up in the cloud. Yeah, that that's 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 a really that's a really interesting point. There's lots of things to 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 unpack around that. I, I mean, that, that's something we've talked about. I think from the beginning of Exponent, I've written for I think pretty much from the beginning of Strategy. Mm-hmm. Like the have you have you watched her yet? No, I, wa- I watched Ex Machina. Does that count? Uh, no, I, I, and again, as we talked about last time, you, you you now can never watch it because we can't let this joke die. <laughs> But no, that's exactly right. the The bear case for Apple is when physical products stop, don't don't matter anymore, and and this kind of intervening period where uh, services matter more and more. That's fine because you have to access the services on a physical device, and and Apple is is still uh, makes the best physical devices, and they own the market in a way that you know no one's going to make a device that that compels people to switch mm. basically. And, and like, and this is something I think that people uh, miss about the, the good enough sort of thing. And we, we've talked about this. If, if all you think about and consider is price, then, Oh yeah. All these other phones being good enough mean they're going to abandon Apple. Uh, but if you open up to what people value, if you consider that it, it involves more than price involves, you know, involves status, involves UX, involves these sorts of things. That means to get people to switch away, you're going to have to be markedly better. And the implication of stuff being good enough is that no one's going to be markedly better. Does, does, does that make sense? It like, totally makes sense. So, yeah. So, so Apple is fine now, but in the long run, yes, if you don't need a device or if you don't need to actually touch something to interact with it, to experience, you know, then the experience that matters is, is, is yes, so much more to the cloud. So it's, it's interesting because I want to take that one step further. I think, I think Amazon's onto something here and everyone's been talking about what comes next after the phone, what the next paradigm is. Uh, you talked about how the business models kind of determine fate and what the strengths of the company are determine what the products are and what the products aren't. I I wonder slash worry that Apple's strengths around producing such great hardware made them blind to the possibility that this would be a really good thing to do. That yes. that that perhaps some equivalent of what um, Amazon has done with the Echo could have been replicated with the watch, for instance. I mean, there's no reason why it needs to live in a room versus sit on your wrist. You could have had much the same concept. But because of the business models, they approached the problem so differently. And in this instance, in in what could be this next paradigm shift, it caused Amazon to deal with the problem successfully and Apple to fail at dealing with the problem. No, I, I, so there's so much to unpack around this. And I, <laughs> I, I've kind of like, there's an article I've, that's been swirling around in my head for months that are, 
kind of along these lines. So I mm. guess we're gonna we're gonna jump we're gonna jump in, into it into it now. But the, where I think about it, even before getting to the echo, and we should definitely talk about the echo and why uh, I think it's it, it's so compelling for the home in particular. Mm. But um, I've been wanting to write a post for a long time about why I think the Chromecast is uh, so much better than the Apple TV, mm. and and. It, it it gets I think some some real some real challenges for for Apple and their business model. So a Chromecast is the an Apple TV is much more of a standalone device. Like you can AirPlay to it, but uh, the app the experience of an Apple TV is much better if you if you interact with the Apple TV directly mm-hmm. and you watch shows on it and do that sort of stuff. Um, and especially because AirPlay has really deteriorated in quality in my experience over, over the last several years. And like, if you're airplane from your phone and then you like want to watch it, like you can't have a two screen experience. Like you can be airplane from your phone and then you're on Twitter. And if like a video comes up or you want to watch something, boom, there goes your airplay. Mm. Like, it, like it, it, like it just, it, it, AirPlay, whereas compared to Chromecast, the way a Chromecast works is it's this little device that goes in the back of your TV, and you control it via your phone, but your phone doesn't stream from your phone to the Chromecast. Basically, what your phone does is it tells the dongle where on the internet to go fetch the stream, Mm. and then the dongle from then on operates independently. And then, and so basically, your it's a remote control for for the dongle, but the way it's experienced, uh, it's experienced on your phone as opposed to the. So it, it, it's kind of weird. Like it's independent, like the Apple TV is independent, but it, it's there in your hand. And like it, it, it's hard to. I would encourage anyone that's interested in this space to get one. They're like thirty bucks because it, it, it's it's such a different paradigm. Um, and what's interesting about this is, from a certain perspective, this makes perfect sense for 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 a company like Apple where this phone is the center, right? Because a Chromecast reinforces the phone as being the center. There is no interacting with the Chromecast directly like there is with the Apple TV directly. Mm. Uh, it's all about a phone-centric experience. You think, well, Apple's big, best strategic position is the phone so mm. that they should double down on that, right? Mm. The problem is that uh, Apple needs to grow and Apple makes money mm. off of hardware, so to sell a $30 dongle versus selling a $150 device that that you know I'm sure has a, some sort of decent profit margin uh like yeah. it's interesting because now Apple's like strategic best strategic choice which would be a Chromecast type thing that reinforces the phone uh, is actually counter to their ideal way for them to make money which would be to uh, which would be to sell a more expensive device that that also happens to interact with the phone. Mm, and that, I, I'm struggling to think of many products in Apple's history where the sole purpose of I mean, the sole purpose of the device, like give away the margins, the sole purpose of the device is just to reinforce sales of another device. I I mean, maybe that's how they approach software, but it's certainly not how they approach hardware. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. That's exactly how they. So th- that's a great differentiation because – and the thing with software though is software as we've talked about, it's a zero margin sort of good. So that's a very rational and aligned uh, – Apple's – so much of Apple's strength is derived from the fact they make money from hardware. Mm. Like yes, it's differentiated by the software but they have so many advantages relative to other people by making money from the hardware. That's why compared to Microsoft, they can just – they could just give away updates. They can mm-hmm. give away sort of stuff. They can give away software. They can throw in iLife. They can throw in all this sort of stuff. They can cut prices. And 
And it's because they make their money elsewhere. And it's the same thing with Google, just in a different way. By making it from advertising, Google can do other stuff, compete orthogonally in other areas, right? Mm. They can give away Android, whereas Microsoft always had to license it. And it's always compelling when you can make money in one place and then compete as a free product with someone else in another place, right? We kind of hinted at that last week. Uh, But yeah, but this is a case where I think the business model actually works against uh, the ideal user experience. It's uh, and here, here, like again, it's this is this was the bear case that we talked about with Apple way back when with the watch. Like they've kind of muddied it. They've tried to make this beautiful device, but it's not clear about the use cases. It feels like they tried to jam too many things in. And I, I started to again, I don't have an Echo, but as I read about it, I started to wonder whether the 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 their business models, the business model of Apple was resulting in this watch that kind of yeah it's beautiful to look at but you you've kind of started with the hardware and tried to find a use case as opposed to Amazon's business model which is like get something get something that fulfills the need out there put it up in the cloud and support all the other areas that Amazon has to make a fantastic experience right yeah, I feel bad for bringing up the Chromecast thing because in many respects, this is the exact opposite sort of thing. Whereas I, I think the Chromecast is better because it relies on the phone. Uh, what, we're, what we're surmising here is that home automation is better by not relying on the phone. And so almost like an Apple TV type model would have been better. It's like Apple got the got the bit models backwards. Like I would contend yeah. that that Apple should have their home automation model in which the phone is the center. Actually, in my estimation, I know this is a, this is more of an opinion. It's not a fact. In my estimation, that works better for TV. Yes, where you have the phone in your hand, and the the model they used for TV, which is a completely separate device, that's actually the model that works better for, for home automation. So it's like it's so it's like they got. They got the right models, but in the wrong in the in the wrong spots. That's a really interesting. That's a really interesting way of thinking about it. And then that gets into why why yes. did they end up in the wrong spots? Right. So I think the TV ended in the wrong spot because uh, it, just the idea of building a dongle, uh, a, a cheap dongle that you sell at cost is um, anathema. Is anathema. And then why didn't they do a standalone thing when it comes to the house? And maybe this is just a. This is almost more, I think, just a blind spot, right? I mean, like, because you could sell. I mean, the Echo is one hundred and eighty bucks or something. Like, I'm sure you could, which you could. Apple could sell the Apple TV. Could be like the Apple could TV could have a, a a microphone and a speaker on it. Why didn't like so that almost an Echo type model would fit for Apple? So here it's why didn't they why didn't they go that direction? Well, it, it, again, I think your point about getting the models mixed up, I think a lot of what they're trying to solve with the Echo or or Apple's part of what they're trying to solve with the Echo, they focused on with the watch. Um, the the uh, As opposed to recognize it, it's like it's, it's like the use cases for when you want these different functionalities are different and they've they've attributed the the wrong use case and the wrong interaction well the uh, the wrong interaction model to each of these things um the 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 way you should be interacting with your TV uh like that makes for a much better model for uh the voice um 
whereas the the watch is doing they're trying to force some of the the uh, functionality from the uh f- i'm getting a little confused but they've put well, the no, long- I, well, well what do we think that the watch was going to be originally like like i and, and i think we both thought it would actually be something uh much simpler and it would right. be much more of an iPhone right. accessory, yes. right? Like like a Chromecast sort of thing, where it it would contribute health data and it would maybe buzz your wrist, um, and it would be something that made the phone stronger. And I, I I think I I I at one point I think I predicted this and I said you know because Apple's strategic imperative is to make the phone stronger, create more phone lock in. But actually, they went in the other direction. They made a device that is not standalone yet, but is clearly intended to be standalone at some point, right? That it has all its own apps and has its own sort of interface, all these interface things you talked about. And it's almost like the, the watch is following, it seems to be following an Apple TV type path. You think, well, why are they following an Apple TV type path? Uh, well, maybe because that the, then you can make more money from it because you can, it's more mm. c- complex and it's more, it requires beefier hardware and you can justify charging you know, 300 bucks for it. Well, this was also one of our points of contention around the watch too, which is like they should have held off until they could make it standalone. That that these kind of devices where you're dictating instructions and so on actually make more sense without it. And that's what Amazon's done with the Echo. They've, they've disaggregated it from the phone. And I actually wonder whether the... the it's it's I don't know it's just the sheer simplicity of what they've done with it and how and and the there's almost like a deep ethnographic understanding of how people are going to use it in the face of all the criticism that I was just I'm very impressed with and I feel like again coming back to it this conversation we've had around paradigm shifts and what's going to be next after the phone and in the same way that Microsoft may have missed the shift to the phone because they were so focused on um, uh, where um, where things had been previously. And you look at a Windows phone when the iOS and iOS came out, like they kind of had the right idea, but they were still jamming too many things at, at, too, jamming too many things into it. And the 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 uh, the insight from Apple was taking things out and just needing what you needed and one or two core pieces of technology to completely reframe the interface, they started with a blank slate. And it feels like that's what Amazon had when they did the Echo and it's what Apple lacked when they did the watch. I think you just articulated it very well. So it used to be that the PC was the center and things orbited around it. And the shift to mobile was Microsoft couldn't envision a future where the PC wasn't the center. Right. And so when they built a mobile device, it was clearly meant as a companion to a PC. Uh, when Apple, I'm just, I'm, I'm just working through this. I'm trying to restate what you said. Yep. Uh, reason why Apple succeeded is they presented the, the, the phone as its own thing. Yes. It had to sync to a computer, uh, but, it was the long run trajectory was that the phone be a new hub. And it's something that, that I, I've written about, you know, the, it's the hub 2.0, the phone be the hub and other things circle around it. Mm. Now we're going to the next stage or what is after mobile. And again, phones aren't going to go away. What I guess what defines the stages, what defines the paradigms is what is the hub. So the f- originally version one PC was the hub. Version two phone is the hub. 
what might be version three? Well, actually, Steve Jobs already said it. The cloud is the hub. But the problem is Steve Jobs said that and it was his last presentation. But the reality of the the reality of. Yeah, not not just Apple, but in general, I mean, the, the, the phone, the phone is it has been so central, but he, Jobs was right. And Apple hasn't. Yes, they've tried to get iCloud to sync stuff together, but it's almost been a. They're a hardware product company. Like it's not in their DNA to do it. They don't make money. It's not how they think that they just, and it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just not how they do it. And the same forces that enabled Apple to, um, to uh, the, the fact that they were able to imagine um, a, a device without the PC because they, at the time they introduced it, they had less than 5% market share. They weren't thinking about bolstering um, nothing they, to lose. They had nothing to lose, so they blank slated it, and now they have something to lose. And it feels like this might be a uh, this might be an instance of them falling into the trap that Microsoft fell into, which was they're they're worried about bolstering the core as opposed to wiping the slate clean and thinking about what the the user need is. How can we create this next paradigm without worrying about bolstering the existing one that's making us all this money and, and what's making us rich and famous. So this is why I regret the I, I regret the, the Chromecast thing because I guess my my criticism there is in some respects uh, Apple is doing what you're saying they need to do like they're they're by what what really connects your phone with an Apple TV yes there is AirPlay but in truth the real connective tissue is is iTunes and, and Apple Music and the services, the fact that, you know, you can watch things on one, on, one, uh, on the other. So in some respects, they they are following through on that. And, th- and if anything, what I like about the Chromecast, what I thought the watch would be, is more of a doubling down on the phone as a hub. Like, I, I like the Chromecast because it feels like an extension of my phone. Mm. Uh, and I my idea was more for a a smaller more unobtrusive device that that extended the phone as a hub so the issue i'm not sure that apple is is missing the point in so much as it, it's it's almost a, a more problematic one that they're just not good enough and you could art. You could make the case with Microsoft. Yes, maybe they just always have the PC as a center. But you could also make the fact that Microsoft just wasn't good enough at making consumer hardware. And when it came to a mm. phone that you interact with and you touch, and the user experience is so important, they just weren't good enough. And I, I, I that I'm not sure which which story would be worse for Apple that they're just not good enough or that they're missing the point because it's some combination of the two, right? Like the 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 necessary piece. Uh, to do the phone well was integration across software and hardware. And that's what Apple had and Microsoft lacked. They, that hardware was just like a, a side thing for them. The, the necessary piece for what's happening now, is, uh, uh, I mean, at the very least, cloud is one of those core components. Maybe you could argue hardware. Maybe I mean, it, it seems like Amazon's releasing a series of other devices based on the same premise. So maybe it's hardware. Maybe it's other services um, like the music and whatever. But fundamentally it's cloud and in cloud to apple is what hardware was cloud to apple now is what hardware uh, was to microsoft back when they were trying to do a phone it's just something that is not a core competency and plus not the way they make money really either no and, and this gets into the just the 
the the product development mindset of a company and the incentives and who's rewarded and the stuff that we talked that I talked about at the beginning. Mm. Um, the, I do want to make one one additional point though mm. that that gets at this. Where I, what's the question for Apple? The watch. Um, the watch again, in my estimation, and I compared it to the iPhone relative to a PC, right? That an iPhone did require a PC when it launched, mm-hmm. but clearly the trajectory was for the iPhone to be the standalone device. Mm-hmm. And I've made a similar uh, point about the watch that mm-hmm. yes, the watch needs the phone now, but the long term trajectory is that it be a standalone device, mm-hmm. and it and that it be uh, a new hub. It be. Its own hub, and the hub that I've that I've argued that it should be, and I still think will be, and I'm still uh, I think on balance bullish about it, is is a hub that interacts with the world around you. So right now you can do Apple Pay in a few stores with the watch. Again, it's kind of like the same idea of of the 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 Siri window. Like if you're if you don't reach a certain threshold where it works everywhere, you just don't use it at all. Mm-hmm. Um but that said, the actual act of paying with an Apple Watch is phenomenal. Mm. Um but once you can use it as your badge, right? To go into your company, you can use it yeah. to, for your car or you can use it to, you know, what's the rental company where you can like go to a car and walk with your smartphone Zip or like, car. you yeah, you just use your you can just use your your watch. There's no keys necessary, right? Like th- you can envision this world where the watch and in that respect, Apple did the right thing with the watch by setting it on a trajectory to be to be a standalone device. Mm-hmm. Which then again comes back to the question: Is the issue that they just didn't do it? They had the wrong vision, or they just didn't do it? They they, they didn't do it well enough. Um, or it may be a timing thing too, right? Like Amazon, I mean, Amazon's advantage for, for most of the value proposition around the Echo is it can be delivered now. Uh, you can tell it you want to buy stuff. You can tell it you want music. And I, I, I meant to give you a hard time about the fact that, no, you probably couldn't get any Tay-Tay, but we'll, we'll leave that aside. I got the jab in, so now I'm happy. But like most of the value proposition with the Echo can be delivered now because it's integrated around all of Amazon services. You, get, you ship the thing, it's 100 bucks. You get lots of value now. The issue for the vision... Uh, of what you're describing with the Apple Watch is one of timing. It's also one of modularity and there being dependencies on lots of other things. And uh, uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the Newton. Like you can get the vision right um, the, there is definitely an issue of timing and also the issue of lining up all the external parties and getting everything in line. So it, it may still come to pass. And the other thing that I will say about the watch is everything you can do with the Echo, uh, uh, putting aside the deep integration into, in, into some of uh, Amazon services like shopping, conceivably, if Apple got their act together and fixed the voice recognition, you could really do with the watch and Siri. Um, now there is the business model and cloud issue, but they could get there. And maybe this is one of the things that accelerates it. People start getting used to talking to things as a result of the echo, and it may actually have flow on effects to the watch. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a, I think you just made a few interesting points that, that we should, that we should pull, we should hmm. pull apart here. The first is the, a, when you're introducing a new product, particularly in a new product category, hmm. it's so important. It's so important. You, there's two factors that are critical. Number one, you have to have a, compel- a compelling standalone use case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
as you said, with, with, with Alexa, whether it's just like the basic stuff, like there's benefits to you have your kitchen say set a timer for five minutes and it works and it works every time. Um, it, number two, that stuff. Yeah. It, to your point, it has to work. It has to work perfectly. Mm. And then what that does, cause it's all about if you're building an ecosystem, you have to plant the seed, right? The old, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? You have to like, force into existence one of those two things and that's by making it that's by making it competent so and this is what what the echo is why the potential is so compelling because amazon they get that into the market and then the other stuff starts to come in where whether it's like the the integration with with nest or with your smart lights or all these sorts of things and now you get the positive feedback cycle where the product now becomes more compelling to buy so more people buy it which means you get more integration with other stuff so it becomes more compelling to buy Mm. and you get this virtuous cycle going on but you have to get that first part right um before you go on just quickly i think you undersold the initial value proposition it was more than just like give me a timer for five minutes it's like uh oh man, I need more flour. Amazon, order more flour. You can do stuff like that. You could do stuff like that from the outset, right? Which is pretty uh, cool. No, you, you could only put it on a list. Uh, uh, like okay. It wouldn't actually order it for you. Um, but that's still, it's still, still helpful. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, Sorry, so that, I interrupted. No, no, that's fine. I think what, and I think what the watch, and again, I'm still, I still like the watch. I still wear it. Uh, I, I, uh, the, and I still believe in its potential. But mm. what I think the watch got wrong, and we've talked about this, is this in its attempt to do too much, mm. it it obscured the real value that the watch does have. Like yeah. the, just just like stuff like notifications is it's it's nice. It works well. They have that tap on your wrist instead of having to fish out your pocket. Like it's the whole thing why Alexa is compelling relative to a phone, right? When you're at home. You don't yes. always have your phone with you. It's probably plugged in, right? So the idea of being able to just say something, right? It's the same thing when you're out and about. The advantage of the phone is that it's in your pocket, but it's in your pocket. Again, yep. that sounds stupid, but you cannot you cannot overestimate the importance of convenience and, and, and the benefits that that brings. And the problem is they just larded it up yes. with all this yes. stuff and all the app stuff that uh, we, I think we tell this podcast, this idea that uh, when you give something a list of features, people mm. anchor on. Mm. Like people don't, they, they, they average it. Yes. Yes. It's so, it's, and, it's, and so yes, if you have one benefit, that's a 10, people will value your product as being a 10. If you have one product, that's, if you have three products that are, that are a 10 and one product, that's, that's a one people will value your, your product as an eight yep. because they, they will average it. And if you have 10 and a one, it'll be a five and so on and so forth. And that's exactly what I think went wrong with, with the watch. And normally they've been so good at not doing that historically, but I, I think that's a that's a beautiful articulation of it. So, so you said you wanted to unpack a couple of things. I'm also curious about your view as uh, whether you had reactions to the point around timing of the vision that you have an integrated one where there's a the value proposition, and you addressed it from the Echo's perspective. But your your point around the vision for the watch is that it's an it's an uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a mechanism to interact. Digitally digitally with the world around you that do you do you think that there is a timing issue that it's just a case of like give it more time and it's going to come of age well i think so i mean well it, it's 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 a good question i mean because the 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 chicken and egg thing um you know the the echo came along um at a time when we were already starting to get things like smart lights and 
the thermostats mm. and things like that. So the the kind of primordial soup had the ingredients, uh, whereas we don't have or we barely have an edge of things like, um, yes, cars start wirelessly, but um, or and yes, there are some doors that unlock with your smartphone, but much I think much less developed than than probably the home stuff. Um, mm. So may, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe there, there, there's an aspect to it too. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting question. I tell you who, just as we're talking about this, who I feel really might've um, missed the boat on this. And that is Google. Like a, they're incredibly well positioned. B, they spent all this money on Nest. Uh, like it feels like, I mean, we've been criticizing Apple and singing Amazon's praises for this device, but it seems like a pretty obvious candidate for Google to have picked up and run with something like this. Does it not? Absolutely. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the nest, uh, the nest is looking like a, a really a a, a big waste of money for Google, frankly. And the re the big mistake about nest is the idea for nest. And the reason why Google bought it and was intriguing was it was meant to be this, it was this to, to be a part of the autonomous home and kind of owning, owning that, the problem was it was kind of like a uh, I've used this term before, but it was like a double bank shot into the home. It's like okay, we st- and they were trying to solve that problem I talked about. Like you have to have a reason to buy, mm. and so they they started out well. The reason to buy is it's a cool thermostat, and the idea was over the long run to leverage that initial user base and reason to buy into this broader like connected home network sort of thing, mm. and yes. And so, but when you're dealing with uh, an entirely new market, an entirely new opportunity, a greenfield opportunity, uh, sometimes it's better just to just deliver what the core component right off the bat. Mm. Like that's what that's what Amazon did. Like they didn't. They're not like trying to slide into the home automation space. They're saying, "Boom! Here's the centerpiece of the of the home. Like we're 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 building this, and we're." And w- w- all the stuff's been coming around it, and now you know. Last week, Nest is going to integrate with with Amazon. Like a- Nest has become a- an Amazon accessory. Yeah, I know that's nuts, isn't it? And w- like, why? If you think about it, why on earth would your thermostat relative to a device, a voice activated device? Like it's it's no, obvious it's, which it, one is is going. I know. I, I mean, my my reaction when I heard this is, why is Google doing this? I like you're well, accelerating. They have to though. But uh, I mean, their alternative. I maybe I've got this wrong. So so point it out if I have. Uh, if you if you integrate into the Echo, you're accelerating adoption of that. The alternative is like, oh damn guys, we like clearly missed the boat on this. But there are a bunch of like it's clear that there's something here. We've also got all these folks out there that have invested in Nest and they're probably early adopters. We're not going to support the Echo. We're going to get our act together. We've realized that actually the hub of the home isn't going to be the thermostat. It may actually not be the phone. You might want to interact with these things remotely through your phone. But when you're in the house, it actually looks like voice activated hardware. A simple piece of hardware that's voice activated is what people want. Let's let's I mean, let's get this thing together. Like, I, I, I almost feel like Google could take all the parts off the shelf. Um, they've got the voice recognition. They've, I mean, they've got all the Nest stuff. They've got all the people working on home automation. Uh, they're 
that cloud experts second to none. Like, why isn't why wasn't why wasn't Google's reaction? Oh my gosh, we're behind on this. It's clear there's something here. Let's ship it and let's not support the Echo for the same reasons that Apple doesn't put software its software on other hardware manufacturers' uh, devices because it's in effect working against its own business model. The, the the problem is that Google makes Android. Like it, th- this is, and I'm not sure that the people who made this decision have wrapped their heads. What makes the Echo so compelling and mm. interesting from a strategy perspective mm. is that it's the first ecosystemy product that we've seen in a long time that is not smartphone centric. Mm-hmm. Like the and the re, and you think about it from an ethno ethnographic perspective. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it? Well, because the what makes the smartphone so compelling is it's always with you. Where's the one place in the world where your smartphone's not with you? Yeah, you, you put it's it the whole. It's yeah. You have to charge it. It's at right. home, right? And 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 Amazon, to their credit, like recognize. Okay, we're we're not going to catch up on, on smartphones. Obviously, like why they got that other system, and and you know, to their credit, like when the phone failed, they cut it off completely. Right? Mm. They fired people. They wrote it off. Like they didn't build version two. Like and, and which I think is is very admirable. Right? Yeah, they didn't double right. down. Like they owned it. They owned like the. the Yes, we all called it at the beginning it was going to be a failure, but and they probably never should have shifted, but at least they owned it, right? Yep. They owned their mistake. And they found this area, oh, there happens to be this one area where where we don't always have the phone with us, and I don't know that Google or Apple, um, but probably particularly Google has yet come to grips with that. And that's that's how they that's how they ship this integration. Can it, it, do the people who made this decision? Can they conceive of the idea that there might be an ecosystem opportunity that does not involve a phone? And that's really hard to do when you own the biggest and most the biggest operating system in the phone operating system in the world. Oh. I, I I mean I I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I, I shame on the Nest people though because. Or, or maybe not. I, I mean, my understanding is that they've kept that business unit separate. And if I was working there, I would see this as a threat to the vision of what you've been working to achieve. Well, and it's interesting why Nest did it, right? Because if they if they were under Google all along, you could – because Nest has been smartphone-centric. And the Nest – the idea of Nest presumes a world that the smartphone is dominant. And that's why they started out with the thermostat sort of thing. And, and – and there's an app on your phone, and they were going to kind of build a network that that was what, what makes this moment about the echo and what the potential here is so fascinating and interesting is is the echo. It's that yeah, it's a world with no smartphones, and all the home automation stuff that was percolating around it all was built with the assumption of there being smartphones. Yeah, and that's why Amazon is so far ahead here because it's like. It's this, it's, it's a Microsoft it's the Microsoft Apple thing all over again. Right. Microsoft could not conceive of a world where PCs did not matter, and Apple and Google and everyone else in the current environment cannot conceive of a world where phones don't matter. And the the one that did and that 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 got the first crack at figuring it out is 
unsurprised to your point, Apple had no market share in PCs. They had the freedom of exploration to imagine a world of no PCs. Amazon doesn't sell any phones. They have the freedom of exploration to imagine a world of no phones. Well, not only that, they got burnt by the fire. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that un- un- oh. unintended pun. Uh, they got, they got. You are getting by, a hand clap for that. I hope, I hope the mic is picking that up. They got burnt by doing phones, so it's it's almost as if their failure with phones and the fact they owned it and all the firing and how uh, Bezos got involved with it publicly and it was a complete flop. It almost set them up uh, organizationally to think, okay, we've failed at this. Like it's clear that we're not going to get any benefits from the phone. Like. What else can we like? I wonder if that failure almost inspired them to do this, or or it's some way um it's some way seeded it because not only can we not imagine a world with phones, we just failed pretty dismally in that world. Uh, I don't think the timing quite lines up for that. I mean, the Echo, I, I'm pretty sure, was in development mm. before the phone the the phone flopped. But th- this gets to the the beauty of the Amazon internal model, which we've talked about. I mean, people, yes, Apple deserves lots of credit and for the way they've set their business in it being you know one P and L and this idea of everyone's focused towards a goal, right? But that doesn't mean that's the only way to operate a business. Amazon is the exact opposite of Apple. Mm. Amazon is a bunch of individual independent companies built on a common platform basically and and they all have their own P&Ls there's a high degree of autonomy a high degree of federalism uh where I'm not sure if you can use federalism in that context but the idea that there's all these independent entities that are all under one roof it's the exact opposite of the apple model but but that has its own benefits in that you you are free to a much greater extent from the from things like strategy taxes of of the other business models and what's important to them. So it's totally viable that you could have the Echo team building something that was in direct contradiction to the Fire team. But mm. the beauty of Amazon is is that it's been explicitly designed to allow that to happen. I wonder if I like. I wonder if we wind back however many years to like the inception. Uh, I'm I, I'm guessing this both came out of the Amazon, uh, the the same labs or around the same area, and you're you're working on the Echo, which is like, oh, what is it? It's like a, it's a piece of hardware that people can talk into. Like it's a cheap microphone and a cheap speaker, and you have next door this pet project of Bezos, which is this this fire that's designed to take on the iPhone and they're pouring all these resources. I wonder if they could have predicted back then that the outcomes would have been so wildly divergent. I I don't know if, if, I mean, apparently Basil's couldn't, I think that, um, well, I mean, just, you can, it's been well documented the time spent, but I think if you looked at it structurally and I, and I think that, um, uh, I kind like I kind of got at this when the phone came mm. out. Like I predicted on the day of the launch, it was gonna yeah. it was gonna flop. And they, what and me and many others, this wasn't a particularly controversial decision. But the reason it was gonna flop was structural. It had nothing. It had nothing to do with whether it was a good product or not. Like just it was structurally a well. One, it was structurally a bad product, and two, you would you could safely presume it would be a poor product given the type of company that Amazon was. Mm. Uh, and. And yes, this is the danger to put on the flip side for Apple. The danger in a different paradigm, in a different world, is you can predict their products to fail both for structural reasons and also for competence, competency, comp, that, 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 competency <laughs> reasons. I don't have a competency in saying competency. Um, 
and and that's what's so yeah to your to bring it full circle that's that's what's so uh should be concerning um you know in, in the long run i th- the, the the one thing the one thing that that's good is uh from you know the amazon is doing this great thing in the home and the home is going to be super valuable uh that doesn't foreclose the phone being dominant outside the home or, or the, watch. the watch being this idea. Cause the whole idea of the watch is, is more, I think, yes, though you could wear the, the other thing is you're not going to always wear a watch at home too. Right. Yeah. Like where's the place you're least likely to wear a watch. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I, I take it off. Like it's charging. Yeah. There you go. It has to charge. Right. It's, 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 it's the same thing. Um, so yes. So you, people can win in different places, but mm. the thing about Amazon that is so. I mean, one they have this structure that 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 builds these complete independent businesses. That's how a, things like AWS came along, and and the vast majority of them fail. And it's so easy. It's so easy to focus on the failures, but you think about it from like same as a VC perspective. What's the maximum downside of failure? I mean, if, just, if you if 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 you invested ten million dollars in something, what's the maximum downside? Well, it's it's the ten million dollars. It's ten million dollars, right? What's the maximum upside? I mean, I, like, I, I wouldn't mind of investing ten million dollars in AWS. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, right. It's it, it's infinite, right? This is the logic of of like VC investing is that your mm. downside is capped, but your upside is infinite, and it's a, it, and that's how Amazon has approached their business is they they're making all these bets, and again. It's not to say it's the best model. Apple is the exact opposite. And clearly, Apple's been very successful. But they're making all these different bets where they have limited downside and and infinite upside. And what's interesting is actually the way the the upside is being captured is actually starting to kind of they're 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 actually looking kind of the same though. Um, and what I mean is so the way the the thing was so compelling about about AWS is. Uh, just the logic of cloud services is kind of inexorable. Like everything is going to be on the cloud except for a mm-hmm. very few handful of things. And then you have the idea of scale and the bigger are going to get bigger. And you see this with AWS results, right? Every quarter, AWS is increasing its revenue and increasing its profit margin. Like that, that, that is the, that's the telltale sign of a scalable business. Mm. And, um, and, and, and so the way, the way, uh, um, the the founder of social capital for Facebook, Chamath Pali Hapataya, the way he characterized AWS is as a tax on the internet, and he meant this positively from an, like an investment perspective. The idea that as the internet grows, Amazon is going to make more money because they're going to run the, be running the internet. Basically, it's it, it's like Google. It's 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 like the Google model, but but you know, monetize differently. The idea that the the more internet there is, the more money Google makes. Same thing with same thing with, with AWS. So it's like this tax idea, okay? You think about Amazon's e-commerce business where it's almost I I I've wrote this a, a few months ago. Like Amazon, it's almost turning into like a Costco type model. The challenge for e-commerce and the reason why I was temporarily an Amazon skeptic, uh which I regret, but whatever, uh is is the problem is the media businesses where they got their start had profit margins to play with, and those businesses funded the rest of the company for a very long time. Like for a long time, Amazon basically ran on book margin and CD margin and DVD margin. Like, and the problem is the problem. This is why I was a skeptic. Those businesses are going away, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but 
they, what they did th- that margin that started. And the problem is a huge portion of Amazon sales now, like 80% or something are not in those. They're in like big bulky items like TVs and toilet paper and stuff like that. And the problem is that like, there's no margin there. Right. And, and, and they're commodities and you're competing against, and people don't buy them as often. So they're more likely to price compare. Uh, and so like, where's the margin going to come from? Well, how does Costco make money? Costco doesn't make any money on the products they sell. Almost all their money comes from membership fees. Like they just skim off hundred bucks a year from every customer that goes to Costco. And it's like, and if you think about prime in that perspective, well, Amazon is going to just going to take off a hundred bucks off every customer every year, every year. And, and they're going to run the rest of the business relatively break even like it. it what it, What is it? It's a tax on retail. Mm-hmm. Amazon is instituting a tax on all retail retail, like e-commerce is inexorably going to take over the economy. You have the, you have the economies of scale that like the bigger Amazon gets, the more power they have, the, the like the same, it's the same as the AWS and the outcome is the same. It's a tax on this massive industry. And now, <laughs> and 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 same thing with the house, right? You want to have a connected house. You have all the appliances. Like <laughs> you'll have all these people buying. Let someone else build the stoves and the thermostats and the TVs. What's Amazon going to do? They're going to have a hundred dollar device that sits at the gate of it. It's a tax on the connected home, and they're and every single home they're just going to collect money from it. And which, by the way, happens to funnel into their their retail business also, right? <laughs> and their and their AWS business for that matter. And then Amazon, Amazon is renting airplanes now. They just signed a lease yesterday, twenty yeah. airplanes, and they're they're doing freight deals. What? And it, again, a business that has scale. The bigger you get, the more you can do. The cheaper, the more you can squash your competitors. And what's the outcome? It's a tax on worldwide logistics. Like Amazon is building these tax recurring revenue streams that are basically impervious to. They're they're they they're, they're like monopolies because they have, they're scale based monopolies. They're like the cable company that can't be upended because to build a competing cable network is just too expensive. You can't do it. Like th- this company is is you've made it's incredible. Good, you've made a pretty compelling bull case. The one the one challenge um, for for. To bring it back to Apple, uh-huh. is they also and this this is such a big deal in general is this idea of of, of having a scalable business and mm. Apple the, the the phone in particular does benefit from this right Apple mm. Apple can produce a an iPhone at a certain level of quality uh, cheaper and at greater volumes than other people can just because like scale. Scale turns on itself, right? It, it it creates its own sort of virtuous virtuous cycle. The the problem though is this is the limitation of physical products. Is there is a cap to that? There there like it, and it just you're dealing with with goods. Whereas when you're dealing with services, particularly software based ones, um, and you're dealing with with processes, the 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 level of scaling and the potential for scale is is much greater. And for all the benefit Apple and praise and valuation that Apple has deservedly gotten for their physical good business model, there has always been an implicit cap to what they could do because they're dealing with physical goods. Uh, whereas Amazon, I would argue in the, in the very, very long run uh, – 
has more potential from a valuation perspective from a from from j- simply because there's less the cap is not nearly as obvious well it, it despite apple's best efforts to characterize themselves somewhat differently didn't maestri uh, luca maestri the cfo on the most recent earnings call try to start to make the case that apple is actually a uh, services company yeah he did I, it, it was it was it was clearly a lot of preparation and work went into that <laughs> and i mean and to be fair like apple makes a lot of money off services like i think it, it's a pretty st- like like multiple billions per, per quarter. Like, in, if Apple's services businesses business was its own company, it would be a huge company. Mm. It would also not be a successful company, <laughs> and this is why they're not a services company. The reason Apple's services make a lot of money is because they're connected to Apple's hardware. Right, and, and Apple is a vertical. They are a they're a vertical company. Their services exist to differentiate their hardware that they can then sell at a pro- at a profit. And it's great that they're making money on this, but that doesn't change the fundamental nature of what app of of what Apple is as a company. And the whole thing with a vertical business model is you do capture more, but you are limited. You're limited horizontally. And the whole thing with a horizontal business model is you capture less, but you're but your 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 horizontal scale is much greater, and that's always been the case. This is just kind of business model one one. Right, right. Well, here's 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 if we want to get super meta about this, mm. um, I, I still don't know that I'm. I, I I don't think that I think the iPhone would be a better product if there were if the Apple TV is more like the Chromecast, and I think the iPhone would be a better product if the Apple Watch was more like a an. Ex- a explicit accessory and, and cheaper and lower cost, and it made the iPhone better. I agree. It would, but it would probably be worse. It's worse, kind of in the long run, right? Because the whole idea is uh, you have to prepare for a world where the iPhone isn't the center. You don't want to end up as Microsoft sort of thing. I, I, so I agree but, with that. I think that you and I both agree on the future of the watch. And if you think that Apple is best positioned. Uh, to produce the future of the watch, then they, I mean, utilizing this argument, and maybe someone else will do it anyway, but like I I still feel that they are best positioned to do it and they are almost the bastion of this uh, this kind of device. And my frustration is that I wish they'd picked one or the other. I wish they'd picked, uh, make it a a cheaper device that explicitly supports the phone without all this added stuff or that they'd waited and produced something that was clearly intended to, uh, clearly intended to, I'm not going to use the word disrupt, displace the phone. But instead, they kind of couldn't quite decide and they ended up straddling the two worlds. And that still remains my single biggest frustration with the watch. Whether that comes back to haunt them in the long run, I'm not sure. But that more than anything else is what frustrates me so much about the product that they shipped. Uh, I need to. I need to go take some ibuprofen <laughs> because it it's pains a- me. It pains me to to grant you one of your original anti watch arguments. Um, but you're right. It's 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 like the most dangerous place to be is is to be stuck in the middle. What's your Australian phrase? Uh, one um, foot either side of a barbed wire fence. Yeah, I mean it. It is deadly, and and. You're right. I I tried to make 
the argument. It, it, it was like the nest thing. I was trying to make the argument that you have to jumpstart an ecosystem. You have to, and and having the watch be an extension of the phone was a way to jumpstart the watch into a future where the watch was a standalone device. But the but sometimes you can get too clever for your own good. And Google did out the Nest. The Nest presumes the presence of a smartphone, and it's, and it's trying to kind of leverage that into being a standalone device. And Amazon's like, screw that. We're just going to make this make the standalone device. And maybe that's what went wrong with the watch, like trying to leverage it being an iPhone accessory into long run being a standalone device ended up it being muddled. Maybe Apple should have just built the standalone device from, from, from the get-go. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, My job here is done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never, never let it be said that you're not a a, a gentleman who won't acknowledge uh, reasonable points when they're made. Never uh, let that uh, be said. Uh, a year and a half after they're made. <laughs> well, you got there eventually. That's what counts. Well, and this and this gets back into the, the kind of the, uh, Apple. Could Apple afford? Could Tim Cook afford to wait to launch a watch? Um, well, that's an interesting question. Well, it, it just gets into the like for all that makes Apple unique uh, and interesting. At the end of the day, they're a big company, and big companies. Uh, the reason why big companies stumble and make mistakes and fail almost never has to do with the competency of the managers. It has to do with the fundamental structure and misalignment and misaligned incentives, and it's just it's just what happens. It's it's the it's the the nature of things. And the bigger you are, the more things there are that can get out of line. To be fair, there is a model for Apple kind of uh, of of uh, of doing what you just described of going from one to the next, which is kind of when you look back, what happened with the iPod and then the iPhone. They picked a very specific use case that got people used to carrying around devices that gave them like they just nailed that very specific use case. I want to take music with me in my pocket and got used to carrying this device around the pocket. And then they leveraged that. Uh, understanding and the know-how from building that kind of thing into the like obviously not entirely but they they took it and they used it and people people were able to make the cognitive leap from like oh I have an iPod to oh I have um to oh I have an iPhone and I don't need the iPod really anymore and I I, I still maintain they could have potentially done the same thing with the watch the big difference there's a big difference there though um, okay and there, there's two things number one. The watch, the phone was a one-to-one replacement of the iPod. Like mm-hmm. once you carried the phone, you no longer needed to carry the iPod. So there wasn't this weird kind of intervening yeah. period where you had both in this kind of odd interaction between them. And two, and I've made this point before, the phone was more expensive and at higher margins than the iPod. So it mm. was awfully easy to justify from a business perspective. Yeah. Whereas the watch, the problem is there isn't the – it's not a one-to-one replacement for the phone. And it's not clear – what it would as a standalone device, what what its what its value would be, and then two, uh, it's it's cheaper and it's lower margin, like that, and that makes it harder. It just does. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, but if if you don't cannibalize yourself, someone else is going to come along and do it for you. I mean, what what would a sta- like what would a standalone watch right now look like? I mean, 
I mean, I think more is, of like, I guess like your a, point of this timing issue. Yeah, I, the, this, yes, right. Like the standalone watch is like once you can start to displace the need to carry around a phone all the time. And right, and right now, what would be great is just like a watch that happens to have really great notifications and just the basic health features that you can integrate in as opposed to this complicated app interface that still drives me nuts that it's there and I'm not using. Like it's like a but, but the thing is, my the thing mind. Is, but this is this is what's so this is what's so intriguing about the watch is it's that app interface weaving aside how well it's designed or not, but it's the presence of that app interface that supports what you think Apple should be doing, right? Like you think Apple should be should not get caught up in the watch propping up the phone. They need to think about what's next. Well, that means the watch being a self-contained unit, and this this is why this is what makes it so. And this is why I got so convoluted about the Chromecast stuff. It's the exact same sort of thing. The watch right now would be better if it was conceived purely as an iPhone mm-hmm. accessory. Agreed. The problem is that may not be the best. That may be the best short-term strategy. It may not be the best long-term strategy. So to our point, they tried to straddle the fence and ended up mm-hmm. with a with a mess. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But the whole point is it, it, the whole, the whole fact that it one is confusing and two there's no clear answer what they should do that's the broader point about why companies don't live forever because the the reason they don't live forever is not because the managers become incompetent it's because eventually the complexity just overcomes any sort of design or or i mean like organizational design or all that sort of stuff like no company has been dominant forever it just it they and the ones that are usually it's based on some sort of monopoly right sort of thing uh and, and yeah, I mean, Apple, I mean, again, we're not, we're, we're, I think we've, we have 70 episodes of evidence that we're not Apple haters that are, you know, oh. don't believe in the company and, the, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's just, this is, this is the reality of life Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be fine. They're not going out of business tomorrow. I'm, I'm preempting all the, all the, <laughs> the hate mail. Yes. <laughs> well, on that positive note, the Amazon thing is, um, I've I've been writing all all those pieces I've written in bits and pieces in the daily update, but I do think I'm due for a, a an all up like this is a gargantuan leviathan, and I'm not sure people quite any you you folks are quite appreciating and and and, and, and I think you know and I didn't appreciate it. like I'm the one that wrote the the, the, the bear case a couple years ago so yeah, but I, I I find it, this is this is what this is what I guess maybe this is why like I'm such a believer now because it was the it was the reasoning for my bear case that leads directly into the understanding of why it is a gargantuan. This idea that they were moving out of high margin products into low margin ones, like that's kind of at the seed of of getting this of taking Chama's tax idea and realizing, whoa, that's the, that's what they're doing in retail. It's the exact same thing. Mm. I yeah. Uh... I, and to be fair, you picked it. You picked it. You've done a pretty phenomenal job in terms of picking it. When there was a fair degree of skepticism about the Echo when it launched, as we discussed, and you picked that. So. To be fair, to be fair, I, I didn't. I didn't see this like this idea of this being this smartphone independent ecosystem. Uh, I just saw it was clearly compelling. 
Um, I thought again from from day one, it made sense for Amazon. It align like this is what it I'm aligned. so this is yes, this is what I I I like I I, I if I'm a broker or anything, it's this. It's about finding alignment in your business, your business model, your product, the way you build products, and the the echo was what was from day one aligned with Amazon in a way that the Fire Phone wasn't. It was or it was the exact opposite. At a minimum, you could tell the the thing to put stuff on your Amazon shopping list. Like it, and it was all cloud. It wasn't about interacting with it physically. Right. Well, um, I look forward to uh, reading the uh, Le- Leviathan piece and I will be sure to, um, to send you a, a private message linking to your bear case when you do it. And I own it. Totally fair. That is, and I, you know what? I really appreciate about that about you because I don't think many people on the internet own up to their, th- own up to where they feel they were wrong. Like anywhere near to the extent that you do. I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> I feel like we've almost finished this podcast like three times. We got to cut it off. And now we've gone too long. Yeah. Um, All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. See you, mate. Bye.